0: We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM. City Sport on Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM.
1: And Kilkenny have won a fantastic All-Ireland Camota semi-final here in Avatar. What a fantastic win. What a terrific game by Kilkenny. And they're into the All-Ireland final. Kilkenny will celebrate. A great, great victory here today. but a great win, Michael Kenny.
0: 321 to 125. With that, that's me finished in Abbott Sound. Back to Lee Kelly O'Rourke in Nolan Park. Yes, Nicky, and you're very welcome back to UPMC Nolan Park. You join us with 62 minutes gone on the clock. Kenny, nearly there. They're nearly into the All-Ireland Intermediate Camogie final. They lead by 13 points to nine. They break out with the ball. Mead tried to put an attack together. They come out with the ball fairly easily. Clear downfield, down to the corner. That should be that. We're approaching 62 and a half minutes gone in UPMC Nolan Park. And the referee has blown the full-time whistle. Double joy for the Kenny Camogie sides. Our intermediates and minors will be playing in All-Ireland finals. That's the Laura Tracy gets it down close to Kilkenny and it's all over and it's
1: all over and Kilkenny have been beaten by Cork to qualify for the All-Ireland Camogie Senior final in Croke Park City Sport on Community Radio
0: Kilkenny City
2: and Sean Maguire is the hero of the day and
1: the hero of the run that brought them to the Aviva.
2: good evening and you're welcome to Offside your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City it's six minutes past six and uh, thanks to Morris O'Connor for the last hour of Kilkenny today I'm joined in the studio by my usual two partners in crime on a Tuesday night Bear Scott how are you Bear?
1: Not too bad, Jim.
2: A dramatic, stroke, traumatic week for Ireland football supporters since we were here last. Oh, without
1: a doubt, they've been up and down and all oh
2: over. Oh my world. God! And Liam <laughs> Kelly O'Rourke, Liam is um is very apathetic when it comes to international football, and <laughs> the last week hasn't uh, hasn't uh, how should we put it uh, heightened your
0: enthusiasm for it, Liam? No, I'm I'm not looking forward to any tonight's games, to be honest. Bring back club football. Yeah,
2: well, we we that'll be all back this weekend.
0: We'll be looking at uh, we'll be
2: looking back and ahead to all. Things international in the second part of the part of the program. Um, before we go into the uh, the very first, I uh, we we'll, we we'll look at all the local stuff in the first part of the program. Just give pride a place tonight to Thomas Town native Colin Whelan. We mentioned him here last week. He was after scoring for UCD in the FAI Cup game against Longford. Well, he's up to the level today, lads. He played for the Ireland under twenty ones internationally away to Luxembourg, and he scored for Ireland tonight. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough to. Uh, to clinch the win Luxembourg equalised with a penalty late on but uh, it's great to have a young Kilkenny well, player p- playing at yeah. that level isn't it Bert? Brilliant
1: brilliant you know. yeah
2: really good player and um, just to mention his uh, uh, Tom, his Thomastown colleague or Thomastown United colleague at least or, or a p- former club mate Ellen Malloy who we know and have been following here for a couple of years is going really well and she scored apparently a really classy goal for the, we- uh, for the Wexford ladies on Sunday so more Kilkenny players and Kilkenny base players doing well as always, we'll have a look at the lo- all things local. We'll start off with the results from the weekend just gone by. Limited amount of games played. Two games were played in the St. Candice's Credit Union Premier Division. Freebooters you know, who have made a you know, <clears throat> they're going with a lot of the younger players this year, or they're integrating, shall we say, a lot of the younger players into the squad. And uh, they went to Highview Athletic on Sunday and uh, comfortable win, 4 0 away to Highview. Booters are obviously going to be there or thereabouts when, uh, when the trophies are being handed out at the end of the season. Good start to the season also for Dean Celtic. They won 3 1 at home to Clover United. So good win for them, especially against a team that, you know, if, if you'd imagine that Dean Celtic and clover will be maybe battling it out at the wrong end of the table so to get three points over one of your teams that might well be around you is a is a good start there was only one game played in the uh, in the intersport.ie division one league and freebooters b had a good 4-2 win at home to stonyford they were behind in that game freebooters b so good result for them there uh, in the Eamon Mark coach Higher Division Two League there was three games played. Um St. Canis's bear, I know you keep a, you keep, oh, an, I, old, I, you keep I, an old you eye I, out for I the thing. Now, as as a lot of the, as a lot of lads around the town do now, you know what I mean, St. Canis's and they're garnering great uh, great support and they're working up a lot of uh, a head of steam down there and they had a very comprehensive five nil win at home to Thomas Town B on on Sunday. I think there's no doubt about it they're going to be in uh, the running to win that, that league. That looks good on paper. Yeah, it does and, and I've Saw them up close a, a few weeks ago, and they look like they're, they look like they may be too strong for most of the teams in that division. But time will tell. Um, Lions had a good four two win four uh, two win away to Highview B. I would say Lions if I was to. If my head was to be put on the block now, Lines may well turn out to be St. Candace's biggest challenger in the in that league. Four-two um, away to Highview. I know Roxy Keenan is back playing for Lines. I'm not sure did he score, but I'd say <laughs> the chances are if they got four, it would have been hard to keep him off the score sheet in that. And River Rangers made a great start too. Um, River Rangers always trying to do things right out there they had a good 3-1 win at home to St or to Castle Warren Celtic so good uh, start for those three teams there was two games played in the Junior Division 3 league New Park B and St John's played out a two all draw local city derby there between two as I said two city teams two all draw in Garen Green and Evergreen 46 they travelled they they travelled to Tullerone and came away with a 2-1 win so a good start for for the Evergreen 46 boys looking ahead to what's coming up at the weekend uh Main action is in the Mar Shields. The four Marshields Shield quarterfinals are down for decision this Sunday. River Rangers are at home to Thomastown United. That's at half past two or two o'clock in Clonard Park. Um, Town, are Premier Division side, obviously River Rangers Division 2 side. On paper, you know, it's to be saying Thomastown should win this, but I know things have been slow to get up and running out in Thomastown and uh, they wouldn't want to be taken anything for granted and if they go down there you know massively under strength or with the wrong attitude they could be turned over but you'd have to imagine that the class that Thomastown would have might just see them through against River Rangers Highview fresh from a fairly comfortable defeat at home to freebooters in the league last Sunday they're at home to Evergreen at 11 o'clock in the Shield on Saturday or on Sunday again you know Highview you know always you know, slightly punched above their weight or whatever, holding their own in the last few years in the Premier Division, but ultimately find find the games against the real top sides sometimes is a bridge too far, and I'd imagine that probably will be the case again on Sunday. Um, lines, the aforementioned Lines, who are... Uh, p- Applying their trade, shall we say, this year in Division 2. They're home to Freebooters A at 11 o'clock. Similar um, um, comments apply to, the, to this game as due to the River Rangers' Thomastown game. Um, freebooters A should be too strong, should have too much class for lines. But lines, you know, have had some decent young teams coming up through the ranks in the last few years. And as I said, Roxy Keane is a serious player. Even if he's half the player he was, you know, up to a couple of years ago, he will offer a threat to, li- to Freebooters. So whilst Freebooters should have a little bit of edge, in class they still wouldn't want to be taken and for granted there but there's no doubt lads the game of the weekend in the, in this, uh, in the Marsh Shield is <clears throat> Premier Division New Park is home to Second Division St Canisus. a real city derby this um, New Park back up in the Premier Division this year you know came back you know got to the McCallum Cup Final have been going really well in the last couple of years but this St Canisys team you know, they've put a, they've put together a serious squad bear this season. Like uh, from from what I heard, they're looking forward to this match. Oh, absolutely, I absolutely. I, I can only imagine. And um, you know, I can genuinely say that they are they are probably a slightly better side than a second division side, and 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 they will prove to be you know a fair game for anyone they meet in a cup competition this season, yeah. inside or outside of the Kilkenny League. Again, New Park if they're at full strength should have a little bit too much quality for St. Hansen's. but that's not a given Baird that is not a given and I wouldn't be surprised if you know if that game went the whole way on Sunday morning it'll be a real good game and there'll be a big crowd down oh, there Sunday no way, morning no you know, and all these players like a lot of these guys know one another really well would have played with and against one another for years so definitely the, the, the game to really look forward to on Sunday morning and it's the only game um, in the town in the, in the Marshfield on Sunday morning so I'd imagine there'll be a big crowd down there Also, after that then there's slim enough pickings locally at the weekend uh, there's one game in the preliminary round of the FAI Junior Cup Callan United they're at home to Bunclody from the Wexford League that's at uh, 2 o'clock in the CBS grounds in Callan on Sunday uh, the winner of this actually plays New Park in the, in the in the second round or the first round proper whichever it is so um, I don't know anything about Bunclody I know Callan will be well organised dogged side under Eddie-, Eddie McAvoy hopefully they'll get through we'd like to see all the Kilkenny teams going through yeah. as best we can there and there's one game in the InterSport Division 1 League Evergreen at home to Fort Rangers on Sunday morning <laughs> at 11 o'clock um, both of these teams this is their first outing in the league um evergreen sea i don't know anything about them they they're, they're, um personnel shall we say changes from year to year yeah. they'd have a lot of young lads coming up out of youths or whatever so they probably have a mix of mm-hmm. older lads and da- younger lads. lads they'll always be dangerous <laughs> um we have made a few acquisitions this year we're 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 very strong numerically um we've added we've added some quality and we've added some quality at the right age bracket shall we say as well bear <laughs> so we we're, look at we're going into the league full of hope and and we're hoping to have a good campaign in the league if we are going to do so we we really need to be winning sunday morning so oh. it's an asset test for us you know so they're the games that are going ahead locally at the weekend before we go into the break um just to mention today the draw for the leinster junior cup was made public today and indeed the Leinster Junior uh, and the Leinster Junior Shield the Leinster Junior Cup just to mention the the Kilkenny teams um, just bear with me now for a second the Ah, I'm sorry, Liam. Have you to buy me? Buy me a second here, Liam.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course we do have uh, the big stuff this evening. Ireland looking to uh, take part. Ah, lo- well,
2: I have it here. Sorry, Liam. <laughs> All
0: right,
2: the, the I was the, trying to say you
0: there. The teams from the Kilkenny in the Kilkenny League, um, lines
2: have been drawn at home to Camolin Celtic Freebooters travel and I don't know where some, which league some of these teams are even in where I do know Mountview, uh, Mountview Celtic are at home to Freebooters Bridge United are at home to Allenwood Celtic they, Allenwood are obviously from Kildare Evergreen travel to play Ashford Rovers I presume they're from the Wicklow League Thomastown they are, they're also on the road they travel to play Nace United obviously from the Kildare League Highview Athletic have a home draw against Ballyfermot United obviously from Dublin Callan United also have a home draw. They're playing... Rampard Celtic I think it's I've never heard of them, so I really don't know um, it'd be very rare um, Bird that you'd have a local derby between two teams not playing in the yeah. same league but that's what's going to happen out in Comer mm-hmm. in the first round of the Leinster Junior Cup because Dean Celtic play at home to Cresciard Cresciard of course are only a few oh, miles out the road wrong, from yeah. Comer so that'll be an interesting one New Park also have a home draw they play at home to Leak Slip United from the Kildare League Fort Rangers have a home draw as well at home to Enniscorthy Town and St. Canice's. they'll go on their travels they're playing away to Phoenix FC I'm not sure where they're from but I'm sure they'll a busload pull up oh, well, no, anyway, no, we'll re- no, we'll regardless no. of where they're from and there's four Kilkenny teams taking part in the Leinster Junior Shield that's a competition <coughs> solely restricted to clubs that, that perform within the lo- the bottom league of their respective um, uh, district leagues so for example the bottom league and the Kilkenny District League is Division 3 so only teams from Division 3 can compete in the Leinster right, Junior yeah. Shield Evergreen 46 they've been drawn away to Court Town Hibbs they've also been drawn away they go to Dublin to play Clontarf FC St John's they're also on the road they go to, away to Valley Park United and New Park B they've been drawn at home to Burr Town from the Offaly League so they're all the draws that came out today in the Leinster Junior Cup and the Leinster Junior Shield. so that's everything that's happening locally this weekend coming we'll be looking back of course at all those games and everything else in the first part of the programme next Tuesday night we'll go to the first ad break giving out the, the text number once again is 086-353-7782. that's 086-353-7782. and when we come back oh lord we're going to look at all things Republic of Ireland
1: oh he's done it Jim
2: Cashin with offside
1: Sean McGuire gets the goal
0: we are Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM
2: and you're welcome back to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. It's 22 minutes past the hour of six o'clock. Right, lads, uh, I have to say last, this night last week we were looking ahead to the upcoming Ireland internationals and we began with the game that was on the following night. That was our game away to Portugal. I, for one, was extremely dismissive of our chances over there. I didn't think we had a hope. I think we rode our luck a little bit at the start of the game, but as the game wore on, you know, we dug our heels in and were probably unlucky in the end not to get our results. But if the game had it went a different way, in the first 20, 25 minutes, we could have been 2-0 down and it would have been all over. But how do you see our performance that night? And then, you know, we'll discuss that with Liam as well, and then we'll bring it into the, the,
1: the desperate disappointment that was Saturday night against Azerbaijan. Yeah, well, again, I think, you know, if you were going out to play Portugal with what we have I think you would be sitting there style out to park the bus a little bit yeah. now I know Stephen Kenny was talking about attacking Portugal and as as the whole thing worked out you know, you were dead right what you said this Saturday Ronaldo's penalty had gone in and Jota had headed a ball into the net instead of against the post we were in big trouble that was only after what, 15 minutes or that but that you know, we got we rode our luck, as you said, yeah. and we we got a goal, a lovely a, a goal, and a good a, goal, a lovely goal, yeah. Okay. And then you know, we were we were doing really well holding. Now once we got ahead, we seemed to grow a bit, and even the lads on the line all seemed to be full of confidence. And the longer the game went down, I said to myself, we're going to get something out of this, you know. But then I reckon without Certainly the man himself. Now. he he did nothing in the match but he scored two brilliant goals now I know the time six minutes of injury time or whatever everyone said it should have been blown up on that and that we were denied a penalty which may be true but at the end of the day when we came home and Liam pointed it out last Tuesday night, he said we might do something very good in Portugal and ruin it all on Saturday night by you know against Azerbaijan and look against Azerbaijan We had to do. We were, you know, we were odds on to win that match, but we needed somebody to create a chance. We needed somebody to take a chance. We hadn't done him. We, we, when we did get a goal, it was our centre back again. Yeah, and Liam, you know, I always said it. It's it's much easier to put a team out (coughs) to
2: try and avoid losing a game than it is to put a team out that has to go on the front foot foot and actually win a game that was always our fear with this Ireland team Um, you know we wrote a look in Portugal we got away with the first 20 minutes and after that we were unlucky not to get something out of it But we were, there's no other word to describe it, we were shock and poor against Azerbaijan, Liam. And when push came to shove, and, and, and I admire Stephen Kenny for his principles and the way he's trying to play, and he's playing the young lads more often than not. But ultimately, when push came to shove against Azerbaijan, it was just get the ball out wide, get the ball into the box, and hopefully Duffy O'Regan gets their, gets their head on it. And, um, it, you know, there was a very, very big dollop of deja vu about vu about that, Liam. And uh, where are we going and where are we going with this Ireland side?
0: That's a very it's a very good question Jim Um, I can't answer it I don't know I questioned his appointment I would stand over that I don't think he's the right man for the job he knows his stuff he's a footballing man he's been in the League of Ireland most of his life but that's not good enough because this is a step above League of Ireland football we need someone who's been in professional football for a sustained period of time over our team and even at that we're going to struggle but we need that as a start and he hasn't got that qualification and I have a suspicion that when he got that job when the FAI were appointing him they bought into his dreamy you know unrealistic thought process that we could play this fantastic brand and football and bait, beat teams like Portugal and other teams uh, you know across Europe and the world, and it just isn't going to happen. I mean, in some respects, playing the teams like Portugal is actually easier for us because the pressure is not on us. Portugal are going to have the ball, yeah. and we can catch them on the counter attack. And we do have certain players that have very good technical ability to, to you know to cause Portugal uh, problems. But when it comes to games like Azerbaijan, where we have to have most of the ball, where we're supposed to dictate the play, we're just not able. And the problem is. We haven't got a manager who seems to understand that. He doesn't seem to understand the tools he has at his disposal. He thinks he's working with Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, Bladdy Bladdy Da, some of the best players that football has ever produced. He's working with players that are in championship clubs, that are in League One clubs, and they're not even starting in most cases for those clubs. He He's completely in a world of his own and I I just... Do not understand what he's hoping to achieve. He's getting snappy with the media. It's 15 games since his, he's in the job. 15 games. He hasn't won a match. He he. Apart from you know maybe an international friendly but against Andorra. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if he, if that if he's going to use that as a comeback, God help us. He, I mean, wh- what is he doing? Does he even know himself what the vision is? 2024. <laughs> he said that in the press conference the other day. Oh, our vision is 2024 to yeah, qualify yeah. for the Euros. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen in 2024? It'll be 2026. Then it'll be 2028. <laughs> but, Bert,
2: you know, let's, let's cut him a little bit of slack here. You know, like this is the, you know, and we, and we spoke about last Saturday. You I mean, there's a serious dearth of yeah. talent coming through in Ireland yeah. over the last. And we got a texter into the, to the Saturday sports show on Saturday saying, you know, that, that this is another remnant of the John Delaney era no. in the FAI. No. The fact that we have such a dearth of talent. And is it that we have a dirt of talent coming through or we're just not bringing them through and getting them to the next level? So, you know, whilst it might be very, you know, a lovely philosophy that Stephen Kenny is is preaching and trying to get on the pitch, you know... Where's the other options? Like, I mean, yeah. the young, like, we can't stick with, you know, the James McLeans and we, like, even though he don't, like, I can't understand why he keeps getting the game. But you know, the Jeff Henricks and the Robbie Brady's and the James McCartys and all these lads, they're all gone. Yeah, the, you know, so like, we, like we have to bring on the young lads and let them see if they're good enough. Yeah. And if they're not but good enough, they're not the, good enough.
1: The lads are mentioned; they weren't good enough. They were up to a fair standard. But what worries me now is the best players we have are our older players Yeah, and they're in the backs and, yeah. they, and look in fairness they are decent players those lads in the backs Coleman and Darley and, Darley and, and Duffy and, Duffy and, and, yeah, and Egan, and Egan. They're, yeah. they're all great players very good players but as you pointed out Jim the other day unfortunately the rest of the lads won't even get a game until they come back to play for the international team they might get a game yeah it's
2: a serious it's a serious it's, problem lad, it's a big big problem like Adam Ida now for example who led the line you know very well in Portugal and, and, and up and reasonably well against Azerbaijan he's going to go back now to Norwich he might get a game in a League Cup game if they're still in the League Cup he might get a couple of minutes near the so, end of the Premier League yeah. but in reality he's not going to kick a ball of any substance between now and Aaron Connolly the same yeah. you know n- name them all they're all the same Callum Robinson will, will play probably most weeks for West Brom in League 1 that's you know and this is something that we spoke about off air down, down the canteen I think our most impressive player, definitely over the, this particular international window, allowing for the fact that, say, Coleman and Matt Doherty were very good, I think Josh Cullen definitely offers us a mm. little bit of something. Mm. He was highly taught of at West Ham as he was a young player coming up Had a good loan spell with Charlton Athletic. But, Liam, he's plying his trade now with Anderlecht, who's a big club, in you know, a big club from a European status yeah. point of view in the Belgian League. The Belgian League would be a much higher grade of football than, than the Champions League or Indeed, than League One in England, or, or where yeah. a lot of our players are playing, and is the day coming when we're the, the European scene is going to become a more um, accessible place for our young players to go and play football?
0: Well it has to be because England is becoming more congested with foreign national players and you know the Premier League is a global product I mean you, there's a number of Premier League sites where there's not an English player to be seen yeah, and, yeah. and that's the same goes for the British players and the Irish players as well the, the same opportunities are not there because it's a wider the league has a wider scope so I uh, I, I don't think there's enough talk about lads going off to play in Belgium or in Sweden or some of the Scandinavian countries. I don't think that discussion is being had because it, as, as you mentioned there with Josh Cullen, that's really brought him on as a footballer and that's what we need. Lads with game time I mean, what's the point of being over in England with a so-called more well-known club in this part mm-hmm. of the world and not playing? No. There's no benefit to it at all, Jim, Jim. Go on, yeah. Jack Bourne. Yeah. Where's Jack Bourne now? Sure,
2: didn't he went off he Well, he
1: followed Mick, Mick McCarty yeah thing. he went
2: to Cyprus or wherever wherever Mick McCarty mm. Limassol was it and uh, Nicosia was it Nicosia yeah. some of them places and of course he was over there a fortnight and Mick McCarty got the bullet so I presume he's stayed yeah. over there Well, you know? I
1: mean he w- Jack Byrne was a decent player and he was a creative player a lot of white thought might eventually br- you know Fit the bill, yeah. A a was hen if you like, but you know, uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh,
2: unfortunately, it,
1: it looks like like nobody knows is he even still playing in Cyprus or
2: wherever it is he was. Um, lads, we, you know, there's a clamour, and if they don't win tonight, let's quickly look at that for a minute. Um, it's hard to see him beating Serbia tonight, isn't it? Uh,
1: I, I, look, I mean, we'll be hoping for it. But I think again against Serbia, they're going to go out to try and hold Serbia. Yeah. That's going to be their mentality going out. And I can't see him. And Serbia, like, are are going ball headed. Like, like Portugal are not having a free run at winning this group. Serbia
2: are putting it up to them. They have a, an out and out goal scorer, Alexander Mitrovic, who, by the way, plays his trade at the Championship level in yeah. England. But he's an out and out goal scorer. Liam, like, you know, have we any chance to win the game tonight? I know you, you you probably don't have much interest, but like, do we do we have a chance of winning tonight? If we don't win tonight. You know, where does
0: Mister Kenny go from here? Well, it's game by game. It's getting harder and harder to make a case for him. Um, d- does it matter if we win tonight? No, in some respects. But it matters for Stephen Kenny. I don't think it matters for the Irish public. But for him himself, and to justify his position, we need to win the game. I we could were more than capable of beating Serbia because. The, the type of game it is when a team like that comes to Dublin they're going to have most of the ball and I, I, Portugal all over again it just suits us, we've seen it in Belgrade as well I just think those type of games gives us an excuse to you know to sit back a bit, absorb pressure and then strike at certain mm-hmm. stages in the match and we can do that but when it comes to Azerbaijan and Luxembourg and we have to have all the ball, it's a no-go so the, we could. The,
1: the other side of it too, a very important one I think is that If we don't win tonight, Stephen Kenny is not going to be in the job much longer because the fans won't go to the matches. They simply won't go, and the FAI can't have that happen. so even if it's just for that reason alone they have to replace him
0: is the notion of someone like Sam Allardyce that horrible a notion for people to comprehend if he was up for the gig like obviously he has a cushy lifestyle now. he might want to
2: (laughs) but why why would
0: it because you take what we have championship players at best playing international football we need to get results. Do we need to scrap the ideology of glamorous football, football we want to see in all this, and just go back to dirty, muggy football that gets results that's, and gets us qualified? Uh,
1: that's, that's, you said the word there, the magic word, Liam, results. Yeah. That's what has to change. Yeah. And it doesn't matter whether we're kicking everyone
0: up in there or yeah. how we're doing it, if we can get a result. What yeah. have we played? Five group games. We were all singing and dancing after the Serbia game in Belgrade. We were quite happy after the Portugal game in terms of the performance. What did we get? Zilch. Would we, like, for all the cribbing and moaning about how it would look on the television on the nights, would we not take that and then be sitting in the summer looking forward to a major championships? I think Sam Allardyce could deliver that. And No, I'm not Sam Allardyce's PA or agent. (laughs) Yeah, I just,
2: think, I just think, first of all, I mean, if they don't win tonight and let's call a spade a spade, there's a good chance they won't. You know, there's going to be a huge clamour for Kenny it, to be let go. Head, yeah. You know, um, I think our media, when push comes to shove, are not a whole lot better than the English oh, no, media they, when in. it comes to hounding a manager yeah. or, or hounding players if they're not producing the goods. I also think that there's an element of, <coughs> lads... Who in the right mind is going to go into that? Well, job?
1: exactly. Yeah. You know, they yeah. have
2: three games left in this qualifying campaign, which are all going to come in the next window. So by the end of November, this this tra- this particular qualifying campaign is over. Yeah. So whatever happens tonight, Kenny's going to be left there for the last three games. Yeah. The question then is whether he's left there for the beginning of the next campaign. Mm. You know, but you know, realistically, whoever comes in. It's going to oh, be working yeah, out with the same yeah, pool of players as Stephen still, Kenny. So they might come in with a different philosophy, Liam, and I, I grant you that, but they're going to be working with the same group of players. Mm. He, but there's no manager going to come in now and root out four or five lads playing in England that we don't already know about. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh. So I do have a certain element of sympathy for Stephen Kenny. I think he can be very naive in, in some of his um, mm. approaches to the game. I think mm. he can be... Um, you know, I think I think the, his his attitude with James McLean is baffling because on yeah. one hand he wants to go with the young guys and wants to mm. bring forward young lads and he's and he's selling us this this uh principle of the young lads. And then he falls back on James McLean last last weekend when, when push
0: came to shove and, and I think but nobody could 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 deny that James McLean's yeah. international career is over but Yeah, the substance isn't there from James McLean. He is a great pace running down the wing but he can't seem to deliver a ball. But what about the point? You take Wales. I know he's not there at the moment for circumstances we won't get into, but they appointed Ryan Giggs. Gareth Southgate, albeit maybe, is the exception in in this part of the world. But countries and clubs in the Premier League, just look at Patrick Vieira, we'll see how that goes, have appointed names. And I presume the thinking behind it was they'll command respect in the dressing room. If Stephen Kenny, with all due respect to them, walks into that Irish dressing room, who's going to sit back in awe and listen? Because I think that is a factor as well. That someone is it a factor. You know, they sit back, yeah. I'm going to listen, you're guy. getting,
1: Well, I don't know how much our, the Irish players are getting, but they're getting a fair few pounds every week. And a man comes in that hasn't really played. At a top level. Yeah, that look at and lads, I, I
2: definitely and I take both of them points and it they are valid points. It mm. is and the main point is a, no, a I, is I, a valid I, point. I'm
1: like you, I feel sorry for Stephen Kenny. Yeah but I think he, he will he will get well I think
2: camp. ultimately ultimately he is going to fall on his sword I think it'll be at the end of this qualifying campaign but um, God help whoever comes in to replace him that's mm. all I can say <laughs> you know but anyway lads as I said last Saturday just as well we're not going to Qatar there's not an Irishman f- born that was built for the heat that's going to be played that they're going to be playing <laughs> for over in Qatar so we're as well off gone over of it uh. Liam before we go for the break uh, we'll give the text number one more time anyone who wants to contribute any thoughts 086 Two. And when we come back, Liam has a smile in his face. We'll be looking at the Premier League's return next weekend. Woohoo! Oh, he's got it! Jim Cashin with Offside, with Bear Scott and many special guests from the world of soccer.
1: 15 seconds into the.
0: We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM couple of people have been on to say we're being very harsh on Stephen Kenny I don't know if you're watching the same games as we are but thanks very much for the text and one says or one asks will Ronaldo be the difference for United this year the few top teams have spent well you would have you would have been worried and disappointed with the lack of transfers I can't see them winning the league this year
2: hmm Right. Okay. Well, look at that's a pessimistic United supporter. We'll come come to that in a few minutes when we get to United. But um, to look ahead at the weekend's games, and we'll start we'll start in the order in which they're going to be played. Lads, unusually there's an awful lot of games on on Saturday. All bar one Premier League game this weekend is on Saturday. So that's unusual. There's also one, two, three, four, five, six three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday afternoon, Bear, which is a bordering on a yeah. throwback to, the, to old the old days. days. Yeah, it's a the first game at half past twelve is Crystal Palace at home to Spurs. Palace, two draws out of the first three games for an under pressure Patrick Vieira. And Tottenham Hotspur, with a very un-Tottenham Hotspur record of three, three wins, one, three 1-0 one, wins to top the league. Yeah. Um, Spurs have... I think this Spurs manager, Liam, give it to myself and the here, we're always struggling, Nuno Spirito
0: Sanchez. <laughs> is it, what's his name? Uh, Nuno Espirito Santo.
2: Yeah, there you are now. <laughs> Good and job, you're he here. He was in school, <laughs> up option recently, but there's no excuse for him. Um, he's
1: doing a good... He will I, do a good job with Spurs. He's, he's doing a great job, you know, and I, I think the players respect him and have a great time for him. So obviously what he's doing, you know, the prayers are buying into it. And they had Mourinho there, you know, and they had Pochettino before him. So obviously, you know, it, it would look like a step down when they yeah. appointed this man. But he's getting the job done. And, you know, when you look at Harry Kane, he seems to be happy enough to stay there. Yeah. The, the one thing I will say, Crystal Palace could be a banana skin. Now, I, really, they shouldn't, I think Spurs will win the match. But it's a derby again, two London teams. So watch out. Yeah, Palace, uh, you know, done a job on West Ham in
2: the last game, two-all draw, uh, Liam. Your thoughts on, on, I know you're you're very sceptical about um, Vieira in the same boat as you were with Arteta. We'll come to him in a minute. So your thoughts on Palace and Spurs?
0: Yeah, um, I think Palace will certainly test Spurs. I don't. I'm still not. I still have to be won over by Patrick Vieira. I just think he hasn't got the managerial experience required. But no um, oh look, I, I do think I agree with Bird that Crystal Palace will cause problems for Spurs. Although I do think the style that Crystal Palace will look to play will suit Spurs in the sense that they will be open. Spurs will get chances to score, and it'll be a case of whether they can take them or not. I still wouldn't be. Oh, it's a great start of the season. They're the only team that's won three games from three. But There have been one nil victories and they've been far from convincing. They've, they've played well in spells, but, I mean, you know, you take Watford, for example. Why can't a, sp- a team like Spurs, who aspire to be le- ch- uh, chasing a league, why can't mm. they kill them off? Yeah, but they also were able to... One of
2: them one nils was against Manchester City. Yeah, well, you know, that, so. that's, <laughs> a di- that's a different story. I, I, I think, look, at, we, we, it remains to be seen. The next game, lads, and this is a game with definitely whose manager's neck is on the line. Arsenal are home to Norwich. but Arsenal none from three nine goals conceded none scored that's been well documented um, if they don't beat Norwich Arteta's gone I, I, is that no no a, no no No, you don't think so no man? no
1: no <coughs> wait, wait till the end of October Arsenal have played three and lost three I was looking at the table the other day winning two would bring him halfway up, t- up the, yeah. and I think they will beat Norwich look if they don't beat Norwich there is a serious problem yes. there that's my that's my point
0: Lena. And a texter asks, "How long will Arteta get in Arsenal?"
1: Well, look at—he's obviously, you
2: know, there's there's another international break in a few weeks' time, which is going to be, you know, another kind of a a deadline, shall we say? But Liam, if they can't, like they've already been beaten away to Brentford, right? You could, you can excuse the defeats against Chelsea and Man City, whilst maybe not excusing the performances, but you can excuse the results. But having lost against Brentford on the opening day, if they fail to beat Norwich at home, it's very hard to see a comeback for Arteta.
1: Yeah, but I, I still think that Arsenal have a decent squad, and he and he has had a you know, lot of injuries. He hasn't, yeah. He's he hasn't just been. He has had very little luck now, and luck can make the difference between getting
0: keeping your job and not. But. I would think he will survive. Yeah, just back to the text machine; they're flying in. Yeah, uh, that same person says Liverpool don't have the squad to win the league. I think it's hard to disagree <laughs> with that. Um, and then our own Barry has been in touch, and he's basically defending Stephen Kenny. Uh, he's putting it all down to the players we have and it's all down to how, you know, their control of the ball, what skills they have and what can a manager do about that. That's his
2: point. Well, look, we we, we did mention the fact that, you know, what's going on with with the development of the players and everything coming through, so a lot of them comments you Mm. know, fall back into into that basket you know, but uh, we take your vastly superior knowledge on board Barry, (laughs) I can assure you. Liam, Arsenal beat Norwich, yeah? Ah, uh, yeah, comfortably. Okay, Brentford against Brighton. Brentford have five points from nine, Brighton have six points from nine. Both managers would have taken that if offered before the season started. Um, I think both ultimately will end up battling it out at the, the wrong end I of the table. So, but yeah. I think Brentford could well be a, a surprise package maybe well, for a part Br- of the Brentford season. Brentford anyway. are at home, aren't they? they? Are, yeah.
1: Yeah, I think that might make the difference. Yeah. I think they might just get there. I think,
2: I think so too. I think they have a passionate home crowd behind them and and they seem they haven't been overawed in their three games so far, Lee uh, Brighton had two wins. They were two uh, I can't remember Burnley and
0: someone else they beat so they were probably expecting to win them. Um would you give Brentford a good chance of beat oh, A Brighton? huge chance. I think this the stadium and the atmosphere they've created there is terrific. And I mean that that that's that's actually a very very crucial part to their team and their you know relationship with their fans so i'd give them a huge chance and i think whether it's teams of the, of, simi- of a similar standard or the bigger clubs coming to the, the their community stadium, I think they'll have a horrible, horrible time to try and get three but points. But
2: these are the games, lads, that if Brentford oh, yeah. are going to stay up, yeah. Right, yeah. it was great to get the result against Arsenal the first game and it was brilliant and all, but ultimately, lads, this these are the, the, these are the yeah. games yeah. that are, if yeah. they're going to stay up, these are the games they have to win, isn't it? Yeah, uh, A very interesting game. There's a f- number of interesting games, but <laughs> Leicester are home to Man City. <coughs> City, of course, caught in the hot by Spurs the first day. Normal service the last two games, Leicester uh, comprehensively beaten by West Ham on the night, won their other two, Leicester put crookedness on Man City and could do again the weekend, Liam.
0: Yep, no, Leicester are, same old, same old Leicester, I don't think Leicester have changed that much over the last number of seasons, they're going to be competitive, they're going to be chasing down European places and, you know, I, they'll be equally as awkward this season as they, are, as they have been for the last number of seasons.
1: Barry? Yeah, I, I think that you know they'll, they'll put up a performance. They might even get a draw there. I wouldn't expect them to win.
0: Um, someone, t- <laughs> it's Barry again. He's being <laughs> cheeky here. Yeah. Could Brentford do a Leicester? <laughs> oh my God! That's I, co- I told you about drinking brandy at this hour. The evening, Barry. I tell you. And uh, Miles has been on as well, and he says we're to fa- f- we're to forget about Ronaldo and call and focus on Saint Annis. It was a great win, Miles. <laughs> well done, When Miles. I initially read that text, I thought he was asking what, how would Ronaldo fare on the in the water barracks. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Ronaldo, there there seems to be an element of doubt now whether he will make his debut this Saturday at home to Newcastle because he might have to vaccinate, or he'll only be back in training a day having vaccinated, or, or or quarantined or whatever the, the word is. Um, <clears throat> surely, with or without Ronaldo, they they win at home to Newcastle, Liam.
0: Yeah. Uh, Newca- I was... I think the the first day against West Ham misled us a bit. I was very... Imp- although they lost, I was very impressed with their attitude and their performance. This is Newcastle, though. Yeah. And <clears throat> then... Um, uh, it's it's gone back to same old same old since then in their last two games and I can't see United being any different I do have a suspicion that we can talk about vaccines and maybe quarantining for Ronaldo that television may be a reason he won't start at 3 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon with the whole blackout over in the UK I'd say either Sky or BT might want to show him uh, show that game and the spectacle around it but um, you'd imagine if United scored a first goal airy, early it could be a wicked afternoon for Newcastle like
2: if United have any pretensions to win yeah. in the league better have to win a home to Newcastle. But look,
1: I, I said here when we were talking about making predictions for the league I expected, I expected United to make a bold show this year now unless Ronaldo makes an awful difference they were great the first day against Leeds the two matches since now, I know they won the game... Uh, Against Wolves. Yeah. yeah, but they were terrible. Wolves should have actually won that match. Yeah. And I bet you, if they don't score an early goal a Saturday, they'll struggle to beat Newcastle. They probably will beat them. But they won't be... They'll be back to their old self. Now, well, if Ronaldo plays, it might make a difference. Yeah, I... I, I you know, whether he plays or not. Um, <laughs> the, the
2: earlier text with regard to whether Ronaldo makes... The difference for United how do you define the difference he will make a difference I don't think there's any question about that he will score a lot of goals whether he scores the goals that they wouldn't have scored you know, if he wasn't there yeah. to win points, that they, that say, for example, they didn't win last season, is open to question. I, I, you know, it's great to have him back, and you know, and all the rest. But in the in the cold light of day, it may not turn out to be the great sign, and that Man no, United because, fans think it is. When,
1: when you think back to his performance that night against us, he he was missing for the majority yeah. of the match. He, he scored the two goals at the end, fair, yeah. you know. But but I will say this. United last year had a lot of lads, you know, Martial, Rashford, Greenwood. That our friend. For that a lot of lads that weren't taking chances. Ronaldo will take chances. See, this he, he mightn't, but he would be defending other lads to provide him. You know, because I've listened to that for years, sir.
2: Apart from the goals, what did Ronaldo do? That's like Monty Python. Like, you know, what did the Romans ever do for us apart from the roads and the water and the infrastructure and whatever, you know? So you can't take the goals away from him, but um, it's definitely a very interesting time ahead for, for Man United fans and ah, indeed yeah. for the yeah. ABUs who yeah. will be only waiting for Ronaldo to fail <laughs> miserably in his sure comeback enough, for United. The fact that he's there. Yeah. You know. uh, two more games at 3 o'clock on Saturday, Southampton are home to West Ham, um, Southampton are going to be battling it out down I, the bottom, yeah, West Ham have made a good start 7 from 9, will have been disappointed to lead twice against Palace and not see it out, um, this could be a draw game on I Saturday. As
1: I said earlier on, after what happened with United against Southampton, there nobody get anything soft in St Mary's. And I, I say this could be a draw, Name.
0: Yeah, no. Saint, Saint Mary's is a hard place to go, and I think after you know a result like that, the Southampton tails will be up. So I'd imagine, yeah, draws about a, it's a fair bet.
2: Yeah, there's another one coming after it now, lads. And the X could be going in the Paddy Power uh, coupon as well on Saturday. but <laughs> Watford at home to Wolves. Although I have to say, Wolves have no points um, from their first three games, and having watched them for the ninety minutes against United, they're definitely a decent side. They, they look very good against United and they were very unlucky not to win and uh, not to at least get something out of the game um, but Watford looked like they're going to be you know yeah. relatively competitive and this uh, there's no easy games from in the majority of these Premier League games and and Wolves there's no point in everyone saying ah they're a good side they're a good side they have to start putting points yeah, on the board they have to do it it. Have and, to do and, it. And this is a yeah. game really they could do with getting something out of
1: yeah I, I think they will I think Wolves I think Wolves might win it
0: yeah Liam let's make it very simplistic Wolves need to put the ball in the back of their net yeah. that's the problem yeah. simple as that well,
1: look at I mean they've lost
2: they've lost goals in, in, in years gone by in particular Joshua to Liverpool and Raul Jimenez who suffered a horrendous injury he's back from that but it, it's very difficult to expect him to come back the same
0: player he was before yeah. he got such yeah. a horrendous um, injury the abuse we're getting on this text machine now <laughs> yeah. it's, it's um, lads send for the presidential pin of course that refers to Nicky Brennan <laughs> he would certainly do a better job than you lot
2: all right
0: <laughs> Abuse we get. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, look,
2: we read it out. We read it out because we like to prove to people that there is ignoramuses
0: out there. And, and, and uh, uh, Come here,
2: were the spellings writing that
0: text team or whatever? They yeah, there were. And, uh, but another person has texted in. It was Miles, actually. And he says, just simply, good on you, Bear Scott. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so there is good people out there. Half five on Saturday, lads. Chelsea at home to Aston Villa. Chelsea, all right. I think they dominated... They 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 showed in the in the only game this season they haven't won, i.e. that controversial game away to Liverpool, that they really are going to be massive oh, challengers yeah. for the title. And any team in the ilk of an Villa or anyone that goes to Stamford Bridge this year are really going
1: yeah.
2: you know, with very little chance yeah. well, of if
1: out. if they're genuine they have to win that, you know, not to yeah. win it by two or three goals maybe. And they will Liam.
0: Yeah. No, even if Aston Villa put up a fight, Chelsea, there's just, there's a shrewdness and a cleverness about them where they'll be quite content in their own style of play, satisfied that they know how to get the results and they'll wear Aston Villa down. That's if Aston Villa put up a challenge. If Chelsea just, go, if Chelsea, you know, take on Aston Villa and they're all over, it could be a 3-4-0 job. They're that good. There's only one game on Sunday, and there's one game on Monday
2: night, of course. The game on Sunday, though, is a mouth-watering one. I look forward to, I will look forward to whenever the big clubs go to Ellen Road, because yeah. there's a special atmosphere in Ellen Road. There's a special bond between the supporters and the players at Ellen Road. Always has been, down through the oh, years. true, yeah. um, they looked shocking in Old Trafford in the first game of the season against United. They, they, they still have that level of naivety that <laughs> that they played with for all of last season. Um, Liverpool have made a, <clears throat> a very solid start, seven points from nine. Um, but lads, if Liverpool, if Liverpool are going to challenge Chelsea and City, these are the games that they want to be going and winning mm. and, and this is no gimme for Liverpool now because oh, Leeds, no. if Leeds are on a going day, they're a, they're a match for most teams. True.
1: Now they've been disappointing but I don't think Mr Phillips played in, did he play in one of the matches or two of yeah, them I think I'm he's back sure. anyway he was he's back oh he not, is yeah. back Patrick uh, Bamford of course started yeah. against he's a, he's uh, a vital there. man to be there but uh, I think Leeds will give him a bit of a fright you know Leem, I would expect a- Liverpool to get
2: well, so. I'd be expecting Liverpool to maybe to win it but Leem um, a texter earlier said Liverpool's squad is not strong enough to win the league um, discuss you they know, I, mean, I, <laughs> I on the that, ball. I,
0: yeah, do you think so? Yeah, they're on the ball. Liverpool's first 11 is as good as anyone's in the league, but they don't have the squad depth, and that was proven last season. When they get a few injuries, they have no one to replace those players. They have no one to replace Van Dijk. They have no one to replace a Salah, a Mane, a Henderson or whatever. That's going to cost Liverpool. If they get lucky like they did two seasons ago, they'll challenge all the way, but if they don't, you may forget about them even getting into the Champions League. Their squad is not strong enough. There's no... Like I mean, is that a damning indictment on the American owners
2: of Liverpool then?
0: Yeah, well, it's a very. You see, it's very easy to say, "Oh, why don't they bring in squad players?" It's very easy to get. It's very hard, I should say, to get world class squad players yeah. because they don't want to sit on the bench. And I mean, if you pay them enough money, they'll say, it. Yeah, well, no, maybe. but I mean that's that's a very cynical yeah. view, but it's it's also the truth. I mean,
2: I because I, I agree with you. I think Liverpool's first even first, first thirteen or fourteen. Is, a, is comparable to anything that's in the mm. Premier League but it's when you have to dig into numbers ah, yeah. 15, 16, nah. 17, 18 but to be blunt they,
0: they don't have the same money as City or Chelsea or United yeah and that. but I mean they can't know, get let's say the second level of very good to world class on their bench they can't afford it yeah and it is a damning indictment yeah. you know uh,
2: Monday night uh, Everton are home to Burnley um I've been on the record of saying I thought Benitez, I think this is a real good appointment for Everton. I think Benitez has done well everywhere he has gone mm. and I think he will do well at Everton and he I will. think they'll beat Burnley yeah. Monday night. Yeah,
1: I, I, I agree, yeah. I, I
2: think, think so. they'll be well managed, well organised and uh, he won't... He, he strikes me as a manager that doesn't suffer fools he won't ask yeah, Everton to yeah. do something that that they're not able to do uh, I think yeah. he'd have him well organised and would you fancy him to be at Burnley? I would, I would Liam, take your red nose off you there for a minute and um, <laughs> you know I mean, you know to be fair to Benitez he has done well everywhere he went he has also been maligned in a lot of jobs or ended up being maligned but he's a good appointment for Everton
0: Yep, definitely and he's not playing the traditional Rafa Benitez football Everton are playing you know, attacking style that's you know quite good on the eye I do think a game like Burnley and on a Monday night, is the type of game where. It- Everton could slip up. Mm. It's you know, it's not it's not yeah, the glamour yeah. fixture. But I, I well, do think
1: it it's sort of the test of Benitez because in the past it it would be a game that they might slip up, yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. but uh, no, I think look, I think they're I think they're warming to Rafa Benitez, they're forgetting has he, about his allegiance. As he said that in about Pickford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. well, actually that's the first time in a few weeks now Bear has mentioned John
1: up I haven't changed my opinion about that <laughs> man. Lads, the Ireland
2: team for tonight is in. Gavin Basuno, no surprises in the goal. Back three of... Amo Bamideli. How's that, Liam?
0: Oh, <laughs> well, fair play.
2: Amo uh, 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 um, oh Anyway, the chap from Norwich that came on in Portugal, yeah. done well. He starts on the right of a back three, Shane Duffy in the middle and John Egan on the left. Um, five in midfield, the two wing backs are Matt Doherty on the right and heaven forbid, James McLean is back in again on the left. My God, lads, what does he have to do to get off the Ireland team? That's Someone get Stephen Kenny a pair That's of glasses. shocking, absolutely shocking. Um, in the middle then, you have, uh, Jamie, is it Jamie McGrath? Or did yeah. Mirren chap that's uh-huh. t- done well in Portugal. Josh Cullen, who we've said is, a- and Jeff Hendrick. Jeff Hendrick is, you know, you could take Jeff Hendrick or leave him now. Alan Brown then is in uh, from Preston and he plays behind Adam Ida,
0: who plays the lone role up front. It's not exactly a glowing attacking intent, yeah, glowing with attacking no. intent, well, is it, Liam? I can't remember if you said it on air or before the programme. Adam Ida is a very talented footballer, but he's not a striker you have on his own up front because yeah. he's not going to bag goals. He's a type of for me, he's, he's nearly like a Firmino type of player he sets up the play for someone yeah. else to finish it that would worry me and 5 in midfield but I think that says everything about our you yeah but I mean I you
2: but, yeah, but, it, <laughs> right, if you're playing the 5 in midfield you call it a 5-3-2 or 3-5 five, five, whatever way you want to word it but if you're going to do that you need to play a more attacking player behind Adam Ida than, than Alan Brown yeah. Alan Brown is a centre midfielder and a decent one at present but he's not a an attacking an, an out and out attack minded player that's a very very
0: conservative 11 going on the pitch Tonight, if Ireland score, it'll be a set piece. Uh, oh, Mark my absolutely, words. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. <laughs> right, lads. As always, the hour has caught up with us. Bear, we'll see you again next Tuesday thank night. Lean, we'll see you next Tuesday you. night. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to all the wonderful texts, even the ones that weren't too complimentary to us. Um, Kevin Lefar is up next. Good night and God bless.
0: We are Community Radio, Kilkenny City, eighty-eight point seven FM.